Joseph Pasek of Barnburner.ca, our twice daily podcast is entitled Fired Up, now on iHeartRadio, also on 36, 36 platforms. Welcome to the NFL Blitz. Since I had Steve Carney of Tampa Bay and Brad Shepard of uh, Carolina, I might as well have the Hall of Famer, John Nelson of OSG Sports in Atlanta, to discuss the Falcons. I, I got that dirty self covered, uh, John, here. Let, let's talk about your boy, Julio Jones, who I have heard reported to trading camp after like 17 minutes of holdouts. Yeah, and the the running joke was, okay, who was the last high-profile Atlanta Falcon to do it? And it was Jamal Anderson. I'll, I'll tell you a story. When Jamal held out, they had their training camp up at Furman University in Greenville, South Carolina, which is about two-and-a-half-hour drive from uh, OSGHQ. So I go up to training camp for when he finally does sign, but before training camp started, I was doing, uh, I was filling in for morning drive uh, radio for uh, one of the stations and filling in for a buddy of mine. And so one of the teases that I had as we were preparing for my sports segment was Jamal Anderson and I have something in common, find out what it is after the break. And so we come back. And the host of the show says, okay, so what do you and Jamal Anderson have in common? I said, neither of us are in Greenville. <laughs> so that was one of, one of the best teases I ever wrote. So uh, that was the last time anything to this magnitude has happened. And uh, Arthur Blank came out after the, the contract had been agreed to. And much like he was saying with uh, Matt Ryan, you know, that these individuals are Falcons for life, so they'll be taken care of. And it's not a surprise that something happened. And you, you knew that everything was going to be fine when in the first practice, and they had their fan fest practice at Mercedes-Benz Stadium this past weekend, uh, Matt Ryan throws something up for grabs, and then Julio reaches up, and with his vertical and his reach ends up uh, probably, you know, 10, 10 and a half feet in the air, complete with reach, and does a one-handed grab. And the, the photo that was released is that uh, Julio, with his reach, catching the ball is higher than the crossbar. So I think it's safe to say that Julio is ready to come out and play with all of the conditioning that he was doing away from Falcons camp. So Julio's in-house, and everyone's happy. And I think that Matt Ryan is happy since they extended the contract of Jake Matthews to, I think, that's uh, like a $75 million deal for Jake Matthews, at five years at 75 with a lot of guaranteed money. So as long as Jake can be a part of the, the folks that keep Matt Ryan upright, I think that Matt Ryan will be happy this year also. All right. So Atlanta, you know, bouncing back from uh, two years ago going to the Super Bowl, really losing the Super Bowl because they blew that lead. Uh, what are people in Atlanta talking about uh, winning the division, going to the Super Bowl? What What is their perspective as we start uh, preseason here? Well, there's always the, the, the patented optimism that, that Atlanta Falcons fans have. I mean, that, that doesn't go anywhere, especially with getting to where they were two years ago. But the, the question really is, have the Falcons gotten any better in those last two years? You know, you bring in a Calvin Ridley to help out with uh, offense. But everything, I honestly think, starts with pressure to the quarterback and then on, on defense and then making sure that Matt Ryan stays upright when it comes to offense. And I think that that's always been the big thing. But at the same time, I think that when you look at the rest of the division and your conversations with Brad and with Steve, 
I think that Tampa is going to be better. I, I think that although that uh, Jameis Winston's out for the first month of the year, I don't necessarily think that having you know, a backup quarterback in that situation just to manage things, you know, when you have a, a Ryan Fitzpatrick, I don't think that that's going to be a complete and total torch of that first month of the season. And at the same time, I think that when you have, uh, you know, when you're discussing with Brad, I think that when you have elements in Carolina, the biggest thing with Carolina is just everybody just get healthy. And then you see what Carolina can be when it comes to a very healthy Cam Newton and a healthy offense around. I think that with Carolina, though, I think that you've got to have some help in the running game. And when you're healthy defensively and you have guys like a Luke Keekley and a Thomas Davis who can be those anchors in the middle of that defense, I think that they're traditionally very tough. I think that Carolina will be better this year. I think that uh, you're always going to be talking about New Orleans as a part of it, and I think that you're probably going to have three teams chasing after two playoff spots by the time you're done with uh, New Orleans going to be completely and totally Nintendoing everybody to death. You're going to have a healthier Carolina team. And can Atlanta stay in pace with those those two? And I think that that's going to be the larger question going forward is how are they going to go against a, a New Orleans team that is going to be what they are and a Carolina team that presumably will be at 100%. All right. Uh, finally, you're on NFL Blitz. Let's discuss the anthem policy uh, report comes out. The NFL has told Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones to dis- stop discussing the anthem policy. Also, Terrell Owen said Jerry Jones is being a bully regarding the anthem policy. What are your thoughts about this? Aren't we just tired of the anthem policy? Stand up. Don't take a knee or, or or take a knee, but let's get down to playing some football and watch Baker Mayfield tear up the Cleveland Browns and the NFL, right? <laughs> oh, oh, God, Baker Mayfield. Um, all right, so this is basically you, you send me a you send me a a poly a poly segmented question here. So here's uh, here's what we'll look at. We'll look at it from a couple of different ways. First off, uh, the the uh, the video is out there, and traditionally, Mike Ducey, uh, one of the sports anchors for Fox in Dallas, gets a sit down with Jerry Jones at the beginning of the year when everybody's out in Oxnard and it's training camp and all that kind of stuff. Ducey gets his big sit down with Jerry. They talk about things. And, you know, everybody gets their their Jerry Jones fix for the day. But because of the edict from the NFL, the Cowboys tell Ducey that he will not be able to ask Jerry Jones that question in his sit-down interview. Ducey pulled the interview. So you see the kind of local impact that it's having. I just wonder how many other media outlets will not – take an opportunity to talk to Jerry Jones because of this policy and because of what the NFL is telling them to do. And, you know, I, I think that really you look at it from a couple of different perspectives, that perspective where, okay, so how is the media going to continue to cover the situation if the Cowboys and Jerry Jones aren't going to uh, address it publicly Two. When you look at the Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys, like any other business out there, they're a private business. And Jerry, as the owner of that business, 
much like a you know somebody who owns a Tim Hortons or whatever, or have their own you know mom and pop shop or whatever, they have the right to sit there and dictate what they want to do with their particular business. And if they want their employees to adhere to a certain way of acting since you're wearing the uniform of that particular business, then you have to do that if you're wanting to stay employed in Dallas, Texas. There are a few players who I'm fairly certain can, you know, address the issue and still be employed because they would be what we would call essential employees. And good on them if, you know, they choose to address the topic. But that's the biggest thing. It's like regardless of what you think about the issue itself, you know, if you're a Dallas Cowboy and you want to stay a Dallas Cowboy, you have to do as the boss says. If you don't, then you risk not getting paid. You risk not being employed. And then you also risk not being employed by fellow owners in that same franchise of of businesses. So it's – It's a very, very touchy situation, and tying it locally, you know, you've had uh, Arthur Blank of the Atlanta Falcons who sit there and said players have their First Amendment rights. They can do whatever they want. And I think that you'll have players gravitating toward those franchises as long as this policy is in place and owners are going to act the way that they're going to act because, you know, it's it's their business and they're going to act however they do. We're going to have more instances like we have with Jerry Jones than we do with others. That's just the way that this goes. But there are a lot of different ways to look at it, and you have to look at it from both perspectives to understand what's really going down. Well, I echo those sentiments. But, but, you know, we're talking about a professional sports league and one of the best in the world. And it's about time we focus on the action on the field instead of, uh, you know, everybody knows in every sport before the game, stand up, be it Canadian National Anthem, be it American National Anthem, be it Spanish National Anthem, you stand up and you respect, you know, that country. And and people have their rights. If you don't want to stand up, if you want to take a knee, that's their right. They shouldn't be scolded because, oh, he didn't stand up. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. That Everybody has a right to do whatever they want. They're they're paid to play, so they want to uh, take a knee. Let them take a knee, but if they do stuff on the field, that's what they're paid to do: is play on the field. Enough with this anthem policy. And the, you know, this is going to continue on for quite some time. I'm afraid because I want to see what happens at the Hall of Fame game on, uh, on Thursday whether people stand up or take the knee, and what are people going to talk about then if they do take a knee. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens there. But that's John Nelson of OSG Sports. John, tell everybody how they could get a hold of you. Easiest ways on the Twitters, at OSG Nelson. You can follow along there as well. How many uh, John Nelsons are there on Facebook, Joe? 316. Uh, Since we talked about Dallas, Texas, uh, a shout-out to Stone Cold Steve Austin. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. And that's uh, how that's going to play there. So since there are that many John Nelsons, I added the Freeman just to be different. And also you can follow along on Instagram at Cute Sports Guy because when the boss says that's what you are, that's what your handle is. Also Soccer Down Here Daily Radio with Jason Longshore, Jarrett Smith, and myself, 9 a.m. to 11 Eastern time. If you're interested in the other kind of football, the F-U-T-B-O-L as opposed to the F-O-O-T-B-A-L-L, 
And for all the news that's fit to print, go to the onlinesportsguys.com. You can also follow along on our Facebook page there as well, at OSG Sports, and follow at OSG Sports on Twitter. I'm just pulling up my dictionary. I'm so confused now. Anyways, football is football, unless it's American football, which is American football, as opposed to football. Got it? Good. John Nelson, OSG Sports, and Alana, the Hall of Famer, here on NFL Blitz. Thanks a lot, John. Anytime, my friend.